Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the book of Hebrews with the 12th chapter. 12th chapter with the 12th verse begins with this. Therefore, <laughs> well, there we go. How many times have we seen therefore? And in Scripture, it's very important because we see that there's uh, things being explained, there's arguments being built, there's chronology that's being laid out, there's narrative that's being expressed, whatever it may be. So let me just very quickly recount what we've seen in this 12th chapter. The 12th chapter itself in the first verse starts off with therefore. Okay, and, the, and he says, therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses, so it's coming out of that eleventh chapter of the great cloud of witnesses that lived by faith, and he tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Okay, despise the shame. Consider Jesus. Consider what Jesus has been through. And then, beginning in verse four, he starts talking about discipline, and he tells us that the Father disciplines us in the same way that our earthly fathers have disciplined us. But that our Father disciplines us for good so that we may share His holiness. Remember that in verse 10. Then verse 11, he said this, All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Verse 12, Therefore, so in light of this, in light of the fact that we need to fix our eyes upon the Lord Jesus, in light of the fact that we need to consider Jesus, what he went through, and realize that the things that we're going through are, are being allowed for the sake of discipline to where we would share in his holiness. In light of that, then he fires off several instructions here from verses 12 through 17. I'm hoping maybe we'll read through all of them right now. Listen to this, verse 12 of Hebrews 12. Therefore... Strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. That strengthen carries the idea of make straight. Okay, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble. Verse 13, and make straight paths for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. So what's being said here? Is he talking, is this a metaphor? Is this an allegory? Is this a, a, a real thing that's happening here? Okay. Well, the idea behind this is to straighten things out, folks, okay, and strengthen things. The hands that are weak, strengthen those hands. The knees that are feeble, help those knees. Make the path straight for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. We are the body of Christ. Boy, the Scripture is just replete with that example all the way through, particularly the New Testament. And what he's saying is that you may have a joint that's a little bit out of socket, okay? You may have something that's a little lame, that's not as strong as it needs to be. Well, work on that. Strengthen it. Straighten that joint out. But uh, don't put it out. <coughs> Too often we as the body come along and if we've got a broken toe, instead of trying to heal it and make it better to where it'll grow straight, we come along and we want to cut the toe off. We, as the body of Christ, really do have a problem with that. You know, it's been said by someone, and it's true, that the church is the only army in the world that executes its wounded. 
Okay, and that's what he's saying that you uh, you want it to be healed, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. You don't want it growing that way and being uh, calcified in that direction. You want it to be healed. Then verse 14, he gives another instruction. Pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. So he said, I want you to pursue peace, not just with believers, but with all men. Now, notice this, pursue peace. <laughs> There's also another scripture passage that says, as far as possible, be at peace with one another. As far as possible with you, sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes people will not allow you to be at peace with them. And this phrase, and the sanctification, the holiness, without which no one will see the Lord, we are to continue growing in holiness, okay? We do this in a multitude of ways. The Lord is the one that actually does this. But if we're not at peace with people, that's going to cut into our holiness, shall we say. Verse 15, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and that by it many be defiled. You see that we as individual believers have a role and responsibility with one another. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God. If someone hasn't experienced the grace of God, if they're not living within it, if they're rejecting it, we have a role and responsibility to see to it they don't come up short. Now, they may reject it, they may not believe it, et cetera, et cetera, but we have a role. We see to it that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble. This is within us personally. The root of bitterness causes all sorts of trouble. And it winds up doing what the next phrase is. And by it, many being defiled. Many are defiled by the root of bitterness that's in the life of someone. They refuse to deal with it. Verse 16 gives us insight that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal. When you read the story about Jacob and Esau, which we're not going to go do right now. It's a rather extended story. But you likely know the account about how he sold his birthright because he was starving to death and his brother had a bowl of red beans right there. And he said, give me some of those red beans. And his brother says, give me your birthright. And Esau says, well, what good is my birthright if I'm dead because I'm starving to death? Here, you're going to have it. I want the beans. And he does it. And he sold his birthright. So that was considered to be a selling. It was considered to be a defiling of his birthright. And here Esau is, is described as immoral and godless. When you read the account over in the Old Testament, you see they sort of end, they get along okay, and et cetera, et cetera, and there's some hope for Esau. And I'm wondering, I, you know, I don't really know. I wonder if he's, he's described as immoral and godless because of this act. And at the time of this act, he was immoral or godless. Or if this is a description of him for the balance of his life, I'm sort of inclined right now to think that it's referring to the act itself. No immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his birthright. Because God does give us a place to begin again. God does allow us to repent. Okay? And so I'm not quite sure about that. But the bottom line is this. We don't want to be immoral. We don't want to be godly, godless. We don't want the root of bitterness to spring up. In. But verse 17 says this. For you know that even afterwards... When he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it for it with tears. 
Now, this is speaking of Esau even more. And there was another time later on when uh, uh, Jacob tricked again and received the blessing of the firstborn. And that's what's being spoken of right here, that Esau desired his blessing. Okay? He wanted his blessing. He rejected But he sought a place for repentance to get it, though he sought it with tears. He was rejected because that he had done what? Sold his birthright. And I think that rejection right there speaks of the birthright and that he was not going to receive that blessing of the firstborn. Does that mean that he was totally rejected by God for the balance of his life? I don't know. I think we'd have to read that account a little more carefully, okay? So what's the bottom line with us today? The bottom line with us is, hey, we need to strengthen the hands, the knees, walk the straight path, okay? We need to be healed personally. We need to seek healing for one another in the body of Christ. Pursue peace, okay? Watch over one another. Let there be no root of bitterness that will raise, be raised up. We don't want to go the way that Esau did, who did something right here, and wind up losing because he abdicated his birthright. There was no inherit for the blessing for that. He did receive another blessing from his father. Okay, And it was a good blessing in some ways, but it wasn't the blessing of the firstborn. Well, anyway, we'll continue on the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.